themes later. Whoop. Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. It's informational. I learned a lot of things. Very informative. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. You know, I think everyone should listen. <laughs> now on FM 107. baby. Let's go. <laughs> Good morning. It's 506 at KTSA. Hope you're ready for a little more wind around this morning. We got it. We got wind around this morning. Going to be sunny at about 60 later on today and very cold weather headed for the first part of next week. I'm going to get into that for you here in a little bit. But if you're going to prepare in any shape, form, or fashion, that's people, plants, pipes, and pets, four Ps, then you might want to be ready for next Monday, Sunday night, into next Monday and Tuesday. So that's coming up. All right, there's Elaine, there's Jim and Don, I'm Trey, good morning, and uh, well, I'll just start off this morning by inviting you to go to the Treyware page, ktsa.com. Got a brand new video up there about Cecil the dog. Cecil ate the homework. <laughs> no, it's worse than that. Check it out, Treyware page, ktsa.com, ktsa.com, Treyware page, short video about Cecil the dog, if you're a dog lover or even a dog hater. How dare you be a dog hater? We're in Texas. All right. The Constitution is clear on the role of the federal government when it comes to illegal immigration. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. And on application of the legislature or the executive, when the legislature cannot be convened, against domestic violence, Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution. And so, this government, <laughs> this president, <laughs> who's not really the president, boy, what a day he had yesterday, huh? Wow. We'll have fun with that here in a minute. But anyway, uh, this president, this government, uh, this uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, and this Defense Secretary have put the United States in peril, and they're all treasonous traitors of the United States because they have failed to block an invasion. And because they've failed to block an invasion, now you have a number of counties, a number of counties in the state of Texas that have declared this an invasion. Those counties include Atascosa, Bandera, Burnett, Chambers, Clay, Collin, Crockett, Edwards, Ellis, Goliad, Hamilton, Johnson, Carnes, Kenny, LaSalle, Lavaca, Leon, Liberty, Live Oak, Madison, McMullen, Medina, Presidio, Tyler, Uvalde, Van Zant, Waller, Wharton, uh, Wichita, Wilson, Wise. Those are just a few of the counties that have declared what's going on with illegal immigration in the state of Texas an invasion. Some of the counties that are non-existent in this include... Bear County, Guadalupe County, Comal County, Tarrant County, Harris County, Wilson County, Hayes County, Travis County, and on it goes. The, the counties have not, those are the counties that have not declared what's happening at the border an invasion. I would, uh, I would suggest that we get in touch with the folks at Bear County. Commissioner's Court's meeting today. And they're going to pass a resolution today declaring this something about uh, Human Trafficking Awareness Month or something. Isn't that funny that they're involved in it here in San Antonio? <laughs> they're part of the infrastructure, the human trafficking infrastructure that the Biden administration is carrying out. And they're, they're going to declare it Human Trafficking Awareness Month. 
or weak or whatever, whatever they're going to. I'll tell you more about that a little bit later on. But anyway, uh, don't you think, wouldn't you like to see the counties that I just mentioned? And there's more. Those are just significant to us. Bear, Guadalupe, Comal, Tarrant, Harris, Wilson, Hayes, Travis. Wouldn't you like to see them declare what's happening as, a, as an invasion? And what that does, what does that mean? What, you know, is that just all pretty little stuff, or what happens? Well, Article 4 of the U.S. Constitution and Article 4, Section 7 of the Texas Constitution, what an invasion, what declaring an invasion means is the Lone Star State's governor, Governor Greg Abbott, is given the power to command the military to suppress insurrection and repeal invasions. So if the counties around Texas vote and pass these resolutions saying that this is an actual invasion, which it is, it's an actual invasion, and we're having to fight the Ferralis because the federal government continues to cut our fences and to allow more and more illegal criminals to come in. If you broke the law to come in here, you're a criminal. If you came in legally, you're not. But if you broke the law, you're a criminal because you broke the law. Hey, think about that for just a minute. So 20% of 254 counties in Texas have declared the border crisis an invasion. We need more. We need more counties to do so, including your beloved bear and the others that are in the surrounding area that have not declared this an invasion. And it is time. Alejandro Mayorkas was in Eagle Pass yesterday. He needs to be removed from office. He was in Eagle Pass yesterday. We're doing a great job. The border is under control. And all of our people are arresting these folks and following the illegal procedure, the immigrant procedure. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. They are pushing paper and processing as many as they possibly can to get them into the country, knowing that they will never, ever, ever, ever see a judge and have their case heard. And what did Alejandro Mayorkas say we need yesterday? How are we going to solve the illegal immigrant crisis? Well, basically, you got to make it legal to be illegal. Just get rid of the whole concept of it being illegal to come across the border. That's it. And then we're, you know, if it's legal, then we don't have any more illegal aliens. But then you're going to love this part. And, and uh, uh, I hope that Javier is paying attention because this is the best part. He says, this is the director of Homeland Security, he needs that $14 billion so that they can bus and fly more of these people to cities throughout the country. That is what is going to solve the illegal immigration uh, deal. Javier, are you going to investigate the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas because he is admitting that they are busing and flying people all over the country? The same identical thing that you went after Ron DeSantis for. Are you now going to go after Alejandro Mayorkas? And would you like to see the $14 billion being given to the federales so that they can fly and bus more people around the country? <laughs> because that's what they've been doing. And they blame Greg Abbott for it, but they fly and bus a whole lot more than Greg Abbott does. Not to mention the whole thing about Ron DeSantis and our sheriff going after Ron DeSantis. Why, why aren't you going after these guys, Javier? Seriously. I mean... You went after Ron DeSantis. You have an active investigation into a governor of another state for flying illegal immigrants. 
Why aren't you going after the Biden administration? Because they're doing it to the millionth power, way beyond what DeSantis did. Now, I know the answer to that. It's a rhetorical question. But seriously, when is, when is somebody in the San Antonio media? Now, we don't have anybody here who can go ask him that question. But does, does somebody in the San Antonio media, would you mind asking him that question? Seriously. AMLO, Mexican president, Lopez Orador. He's got some demands. <laughs> if you would like our help, then here's what you got to do. You have to give me $20 billion. This is what he's telling Biden. If you want Mexico's help, we want $20 billion, and we want 10 million illegal aliens in the United States to be made legal. Do you want Joe Biden to give Mexico $20 billion and make 10 million illegal aliens in the country, in the United States, legal? That's what AMLO, the president of Mexico, is demanding. Now, I'd just like to point out a couple of things. First of all, he's a crock. <laughs> you know, he's... He's uh, he's corrupt as the day is long. All right, the cartels are running Mexico, not him. All right, but the other thing is, remember just a couple of years ago when Donald Trump was president, and he went to AMLO, and he said, "If you don't stop this and what's going on, I'm going to stop sending the billions of dollars that I'm sending into Mexico every year." Now, keep in mind, not only are we sending the taxpayers supporting Mexico with billions of our taxpayer money that they get for doing nothing. They do absolutely nothing to receive that money. It's just a gift from the American taxpayer. It goes to Mexico. And, of course, the corrupt politicians at the top, like AMLO and the rest of them, they put it in their pockets. It never makes it to the people. All right? That's the first thing. So Donald Trump said that. The second thing is, remember... There's hundreds and hundreds of millions and even billions. We're talking probably close to $50, $60 billion that's taken out of the U.S. economy and sent to Mexico in the form of remittances. It's people that are living here, working here. They get paid in cash, and then they send that money to Mexico, to their family in Mexico. It's called remittances. And we're talking billions, $50, $60 billion in that. So Donald Trump also said to AMLO, I'm going to cut that off too. I'm going to stop the people that are living and working here that are sending money to your country. I'm stopping that too, babe, if you do not stop the border. And you know what? Miraculously, the Mexican government got right, and they started to work on this. They started to arrest people down at their southern border. They started this whole remain in Mexico policy at our southern border. The point is... When Donald Trump was president, he told AMLO how it was going to be. Because we're the freaking United States of America. A little pittance of a country like Mexico is not going to tell us what we're going to do. But yet, because Joe is very weak, and sharks like AMLO and Xi and Putin and the others, the mullahs over in Iran... They smell blood because Joe is weak. He doesn't even know where his defense secretary is. His defense secretary laid up in the ICU unit. Joe doesn't even know that. And the world leaders do. And the world leaders are making hay out of that right now. 
And now this little pipsqueak pimple on my butt named AMLO down in Mexico. I want 20 billion and I want 10 million living in the country illegal to be declared legal. Okay, what do you think? Should we acquiesce? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. By the way, an illegal immigrant from El Salvador, been arrested multiple times in Boulder, Colorado for DWI, deported multiple times since 2007, arrested again, 37-year-old Jose Guadalupe Manjavar Alas, was driving a Toyota Tundra that crashed into a Mazda CX-5, driven by a 47-year-old Melissa Powell. Powell's son, Reardon, was also in the Mazda. They both were killed in the crash. How many more of these things are going to happen? How many more young girls are going to get raped in the streets of America? How many more people got to die from fentanyl? This administration is doing this on purpose. They have an infrastructure set up to bring, the, they got a pipeline, and they're bringing these people in here, in their pipeline, that you and I are paying for with our taxpayer money. And Americans are dying. But their point, their reason for doing this, we've talked about the votes, but if you ever study Cloward and Piven about how you destabilize a capitalist country in order to make it collapse so that you install communism, Cloward and Piven, read it. Just look them up on Wikipedia. It explains it perfectly fine, but read their book, too. And Barack Obama sat at their feet and studied them. They were his guru. The chaos in the streets, unfettered illegal immigration into the country, etc., meant to destabilize our system so it collapses and they replace it with communism. That is what's happening here. That is what's going on in the United States of America. And that includes these Palestinian terrorist supporters who are blockading Love Field in Dallas and New York all these places yesterday that they blockaded, that's what they're about too. They're not about the Palestinian terrorist cause. They are the same disruptors as BLM and Antifa, and they are bringing chaos to America to have the system collapse. Stand by, William. I'll take your call. Coming back, Trey Ware, KTSA. You know, one of the nice things about a... Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. If you insist... Hey, coming up at 535, all the sound from yesterday. Boy, do we have a bunch today, right, Jimmy? We got a bunch today, and we'll run through it and I'll react. But first, 210-599-5555. And William, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you, William. Hello, baby. William, you there? <laughs> hey, Trey. There you uh, are. Good to hear from you, and uh, uh, lifetime listener, uh, happy new year. Listen, um, uh if you read the fine print uh, in the Mexican proposal, they also ask us to uh, uh, avoid the embargo for Cuba and Venezuela. Yeah, they did. They sure did. And, and, and that's that's just pure craziness. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it's communism coming to our doorstep, and they're asking us to forget what the. Yeah. I mean, 
Really, Trey? Well, here's I mean, the deal, William, and I appreciate the call this morning. Uh, here's the deal. This is all about that, okay? The, from the illegal immigration to what's going on with the prices here in our country, all of this has been planned and ordered. None of this, guys, none of this happened by happenstance. None of it. The, the Biden administration, the regime, set up this illegal human trafficking operation, and you're funding it. They have camps all along the way. They have people, these NGOs in these foreign countries that are recruiting pregnant women to come here and all kinds of people. They're recruiting, uh, recruiting young men, I happen to believe, so that if is necessary, they'll take up arms against Americans if necessary. I happen to believe that's a fact. I happen to believe that they're bringing these people in here in order to collapse the system. They're bringing these people in to create chaos and the streets to collapse the system all this is absolutely true why because they want to normalize communism that is the dream of these world planners communism is the dream where they own everything remember what the world economic council and form says you will own nothing and you will be happy in fact here's just a small example of that in austin austin communism supreme austin they just remove their mandates on on contractors when they build a building. They don't have to provide parking for cars anymore. It used to be, and San Antonio still has them, and they're going to remove them too, when you built a building somewhere, you had to have X number of parking spaces for that building so people would have a place to park their cars. Well, Austin got rid of that now because they're trying to force everyone into public transportation. Give up your car because you don't have a place to park it, so don't come here. Don't come to the H-E-B in your car because you ain't got no place to park it now. Don't come to Walmart in your car. You ain't got no place to park it. You better bring the bus. You better ride the bus. So just sell your car. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Green Cart 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. The story of Cecil the dog. You can check that out. And, of course, the phones are always open. That's how I roll any of this stuff that I'm talking about. 210-599-5555. Sunny and 60 today, okay? Very cold beginning of next week. I can see a scenario where on Monday we don't make it out of the 30s, okay? And colder like in the in the hill country. I can see that happening. So I don't know what you got to do. Go to HEB and take all the water, you know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> However you're going to do it. Plan your cold weather food Monday, Tuesday, and next week. And then it starts to move out of here. I'm just giving you a week head up on this deal because, well, because I think you need to know. That's that's Monday and Tuesday of next week. Cold, baby, cold. All right. How do a man that has 81 million voters, <laughs> how do he go to a soul food kitchen in Charleston, South Carolina called Hannibal's Soul Kitchen. And nobody's there. <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's full of media people with their cameras and their microphones and all that stuff. You know how when Trump goes into like a McDonald's and there's a billion people surrounding him and he Big Macs for everybody, you know, that kind of thing. So yesterday Joe Biden uh, speaking, you'll hear this in a minute, uh, at the AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, Mother Emanuel. Uh, that's where the shooting was in 2015. 2015. 2015. That's where that guy went in and shot all those people in the Bible study? 2015. And they're blaming Donald Trump for that. 2015. 
Trump had not even announced that he was running for president in 2015, and they were blaming Donald Trump yesterday for the shooting at Mother Emanuel. But anyway, I just thought it was funny that he walks in, and the, and, and the people who were eating there, um, he had to go over to them and take <laughs> – they're looking like, who's this old white man? Who's this old white fart in here? Who is this anyway? It, no, I'm, I'm serious. It, you can find, look up, look it, check me out. Look it up for yourself online. The Biden re-election campaign is organizing a series of off-the-record trips for top political reporters and editors. They're bringing them to his headquarters in Wilmington, Delaware, and they are handing out marching orders for people in the media. He is complaining, or the candidacy, the you know the team, the campaign team, is complaining that the media is not covering him or Donald Trump correctly. And so, here's your spreadsheets, here's your scripts. This is what you're supposed to be saying, Mr. ABC, CNN, MSNBC, and all the rest. And they're dutifully following along. So let me just go through some of the sound from yesterday. Um, why don't we start? Yeah, the, b by the way, both of the Obamas are campaigning, and they're not campaigning for Joe Biden. I'll, I'll explain coming up. All right. He was speaking at Mother Emanuel AME Church, and he said, cut number six, Jimmy, he said that he started – the civil rights movement that he went to an AME church in Delaware more than any black people. That he would leave Mass and go to the AME, AME black church, and he was there more than black people were, as he, he, Joe Biden, started the civil rights movement in America. No joke. I was talking downstairs. I, uh, I've spent more time in... Uh the uh, Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, Delaware, than I have, uh, than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church. Because that's why I started, civil, no, I'm serious, I started a civil rights movement. I used to go to 7.30 Mass, then I'd go to 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock services. Okay. The when he says I'm serious or not a joke, he's lying through his, it, first of all, he's he lies and everything he says is a lie. Okay. Just accept that from Joe Biden. Everything he says is a lie. He did not go to 730 mass and then every day go over to the AME black church and he was there more than any black person. That's a bald face lie. And he did not start the civil rights movement. That also is a bald face lie. Cut number eight, he was heckled by these Palestinian terrorist supporters. And, oh, he spoke the quiet part out loud that he has been lobbying Benjamin Netanyahu to stop. Listen to this. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I understand their passion. And I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza. Mm. Ah. <laughs> okay. Cut number four. He says, you reelect me and I'm going to get rid of semi-automatics and I'm going to restrict the amount of uh, bullets you can have. Listen to this. We have to ban assault weapons. I did it once before and I'm going to come back again and do it. Ban high-capacity magazines. 
You have to pass a universal background check. Now, let me ask you a question. Because his administration is also saying reelect him and he will make abortion legal nationwide. Okay? So they want to ban guns, they want to make abortion legal. Okay. Well, the result of both of those both of those things, and this is a, a topic for another discussion, is innocent people die. Okay? Innocent children die if abortion's legal all the way across the country. Innocent children. Children who have not committed any crimes, who have not done anything wrong with anybody, children who have not even taken their first breath, they die. So innocent people die. And when you take guns away from law-abiding citizens in this country, innocent law-abiding citizens die too because the gangbangers and the criminals are not giving up their guns. Okay? So that's how, that's, how that works. That's another discussion for another time. But here's the question. They're making all of these promises that they're going to do if you reelect him. Isn't he president now? Theoretically speaking, he's going to be president until this time next year. Theoretically speaking. If he's president now, why doesn't he do these things now? Why must you wait until he's reelected? Because that's what he's saying. If you want abortion to be legal, then you have to reelect me. If you want a, a, an assault weapons ban, then then you have to reelect me. Why? You're the president right now. Why don't you do it right now? Why do we have to reelect you to do it? You can do those things right now, right, Joe? You don't need to be reelected. You're you're the current president. You're making promises that somebody who's not the president would make, like Nikki Haley last night. Would somebody give her a cheeseburger or two? That girl is as thin as a rail. But anyway, she was saying in very, you know, realistic ways, things that she plans on doing if you elect her as president of the United States. But Joe's doing the same thing, but he's already the president. He could do those things now. Cut number two, Jimmy. Let's roll it and I'll react to it. That there's what, and, and, but here's the fact. There's where we don't have facts. Their whole theory has no facts, has no proof, has no evidence. I have no reaction. <laughs> uh, at that point, whatever they give him to hype him up, to get him through a speech, was wearing off. Let's roll cut number two again, Jimmy, and then I'll go to cut number one. Go for it. That there's what, and, and, but here's the fact. There's where we don't have facts. Their whole theory has no facts, has no proof, has no evidence. What did he say? Anybody? Any of y'all want to take a stab at what he said? No? You're all shaking your heads? Huh? Something about facts. Right. We and did hear facts. They don't have it or theirs? But they don't have evidence or I don't know. facts? Um, your guess is good as mine. Let's, <laughs> let's roll number one and check that out. In our time, there's still the old ghost of new, gar gar new garments. We all need to rise to meet the moment. <laughs> Old goats wearing garments. <laughs> and do you feel safe? Here's a dude who's, you know, uh, defense secretary. Nobody knows where he is. And he's quietly brokering a deal with Netanyahu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's whispering. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, so both of the Obamas are campaigning, and not for Joe. I'll explain coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA.
It's Sean. You can make the decision right now to get. 5.50 now at 5.50 KTSA FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. Phones are always open at 210-599-5555. And good morning to you, Brad. Always good to hear from you. How are you? Good morning, Trey. Brother, you know, as a, a soldier, I had to decipher and uh, transcribe all kinds of stuff over the radio. Uh, not all of it legible or in the clear. And I'm going to take a crack at what Joe said. Oh, wait, wait. Before you do, let's play it again on Cut 2, Jimmy. This is Cut 2. This is Joe Biden, and then Brad will decipher it for us with his military but, training. Go ahead. But there's what, and, and, but here's the fact. There's where we don't have facts. Their whole theory has no facts, has no proof, has no evidence. All right, military intelligence Brad is here for the translation. Yes, sir. Well, Joe, I mean, uh, Trey, it's obvious Joe is in the White House. And he's probably pointing at a machine by his phone, which he thinks is a fax machine. Uh-huh. And the, the, the fax is not working. You know, Jack Webb would always say just the fax. Uh-huh. And well, Joe, Joe, don't, Joe don't even have the fax. <laughs> and, and the other one, I think he's saying the ghost of Newt Gingrich. But it sounded like he was saying Garmisch, which is a city in Germany. <laughs> but I nearly swear he was trying to hold up the ghost of that bad, evil Mr. Republican from Georgia, Newt Gingrich to rally the faithful and put a skier on him. And I, I bet probably 50% of the young voters today have no idea who Newt was or is. That's right. So that dog don't hunt no more. That's right. Thanks. Have a great morning, brother. You too, man. Thank you, Brett. All right, so both of the Obamas are campaigning. Cut number nine, what a, man, what a campaign ad this is. It's Barack Obama standing there. By the way, his hair is completely white now. He's, he's showing his age. And next to him is Joe. Okay. So Barack is is alert. He's he's lucid, right? As most people his age are. What is he? Sixty two, something like that. And Joe is not. <laughs> Joe's eyes are closed again. Joe doesn't really know where he is. And uh, this is how their ad is playing right now. Our democracy depends on you. It really does, folks. That's no joke. That's why we need you. We need your help to ensure Joe's leadership continues to guide us forward. We know the other side won't rest, Uh so we can't either. Right. Your donation will help give Joe and Kamala's campaign the resources it needs. Let's make history again. Chip in now. (laughs) Let's secure a better future together. (laughs) So, okay, I'm going to zigzag on you a little bit here. He's not campaigning for Joe. He's campaigning for his wife. I'm talking about Barack. And she's also campaigning for herself. I I, I have been telling you on this show for the three years that he has been president that she's going to run. And she's almost a shoe-in to win the presidency. That Joe's going to step aside after Super Tuesday, sometime between that and the convention. He's going to receive a pardon for himself and his entire family. Bo, James, all of them are going to get a super. Going to get a a a pardon. Kamala's going to finish it out, and Michelle and Gavin are going to run. So what Barack is doing there, he's playing good soldier. 
so that when all this develops and all this happens and they bring in his wife, who he can also and will be able to run his policy through because they're simpatico, they believe in the same thing, which is the destruction of the country. She always has. Remember, she wasn't proud of this country until it elected Barack. She's a racist. She hates white people. That's very clear. So he's actually playing good, you know, good guy here, knowing what's going to happen. And that Joe, listen to him. Listen to the sound I've just played this half hour. Joe is not going to be the nominee. He can't be. And Barack knows that. So when he steps aside and Michelle comes in, Barack can say, well, I tried, you know, there's just nothing we could do. I, we gave it a good run, and, uh, and I'm, I wish Joe all the best in his twilight years. Michelle was asked, what do you think about the 2024 election? And here's how she answered. The things that yeah. keep me up because you, you don't have control over them. Mm -hmm. And you wonder, where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. She went on to say these words, and this, how, this, is, this is her campaign speech. Let's just listen. The fact that people think that government, eh, you know, does it really even do anything. And I'm like, oh, my God. Government does everything for us. We cannot take democracy for granted. And sometimes I wonder that we do, and I worry that we do. She said that bullies and unfairness, childish leadership, just base and vulgar and cynical. She's talking about her competition. You hear that? That's a campaign speech about Donald Trump. Listen, I think we are obligated to model for those of us that have a platform because it resonates. And I want to resonate good. I want to resonate reason and compassion and empathy. That's more important than my feelings because my feelings, well, I can take care of those. Then she said, I'm another. And as another, you learn how to be excellent all the time because you can't be less than excellent. And she said, some people can be indicted a bunch of times and still run for office, and black men just cannot do that, she said. That's her racism coming up. She said she hopes her legacy is that she helped more young, young people feel seen and that she created a stronger foundation for young people. Ladies and gentlemen, she's running. <laughs> That's a campaign speech. That's the opening salvo of hers against Donald Trump. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Patrick was way behind on his IR. Mm. Yeah. You're my pride and my joy. <laughs> I got to listen to a little bit of this. That's my boy, Stevie Ray Vaughan, yeah. Gone at 35, way too soon. Mm. Man, he could do stuff with that guitar. Wow. 607 now, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. Um, it looks like very cold weather coming our way Sunday night and Monday and Tuesday of next week. Just letting you know so you can run to H-E-B and get all your water and all that other stuff. <laughs> Look, no, we're not expecting the 21 blizzard 
you know, nothing like that. We're not expecting anything like that. But this could be dangerous for pets, plants, pipes, and people. That's next Sunday night into Monday and, and Tuesday. It looks that way anyway. So as we get closer, I'll have more defined stuff for you. Hey, how safe is the United States? What do you think? Let's discuss that in Military City USA because uh, those of you who are in the military or were in the military, you probably uh, raised your hand and swore an oath because you wanted to keep our country safe. So let me ask you, how safe are we? We have a, a border that's wide open. We have wars all over the planet we have terrorists and criminals coming across the southern border every day. Every day, those are facts. And we have an administration, or I call them a regime, that is doing all this by in, on purpose. You know, They have set up this human trafficking pipeline and funding it with your taxpayer money, and now they need another $14 billion to continue to fund it. And did you know, did you know they didn't have a cabinet meeting? They have not had a cabinet meeting since October 2nd. Now, the Palestinian terrorists killed the people in Israel October 7th. Don't you think that that day would have been a good day to have a cabinet meeting or the next day? At the very least, October 8th. Well, they have not had a cabinet meeting since October 2nd. So there's one of the answers why Joe didn't know that the SecDef, Lloyd Austin, was out. What was he doing? You know, Washington whispers. It was an elective surgery. Washington Whispers Art was the gastric uh, bypass thing. And he got home, and man, that can hurt. That thing can hurt big time. And he got home, and it was big hurt. And they got him back to the hospital, and something went wrong. That's the Washington Whispers. I'm not telling you I know that for a fact. I just have people inside the Beltway who whisper things to me I'm all the time. I'm surprised he was released the next day then. Because when I got the gastric sleeve, you had to stay in the hospital for about three days. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just telling you what people are whispering about. That he's, big, he's a big fella, you know? Nothing wrong he's probably, with that. What, he's being a big fella? <laughs> what, getting the sleeve? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with that at all. No, no that's totally fine and cool. Uh, my old uh, buddy I worked for touring, Randall King, uh-huh. sister died after that surgery. Oh, no. Oh, that's they, bad. They did, it, they did it wrong. See? Ugh. See? Yeah. That's, and she didn't, she didn't last more than like three months. Oh, that's awful, that's man. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm saying that's what people have whispered to me but that he went and had that done. But that's an elective surgery. That's right. right. And it went downhill real quick, like within a day or so, down, a couple of days, because they did it on December 22nd. And it went downhill and downhill, downhill and downhill. <clears throat> and maybe he wasn't released. See, they did it on the 22nd, so he might have been released a couple of days later. I don't know. I don't know all yeah. the – see, here's the thing. Nobody knows all the details, right? And it's a clear violation of what's called national command authority. And I'm going to get into that in a couple of seconds. But uh, there are now people in the, in the Republican leadership in D.C. Who want, who want now to impeach him. Which is absolutely necessary because Joe has already said, I welcome him back with open arms. He can come back. No, the man needs to be impeached, as does Joe. And I've gone through the list of all those guys. He violated his oath of office. First of all, he violated his oath by going along with Joe on that horrible pullout of Afghanistan, <clears throat> and which got 13 service members killed. That was on Lloyd Austin. Joe, Lloyd Austin, that whole command group, right? 
by doing it the way he did it and turning over $80 billion in equipment to the bad guys, to the terrorists, and got 13 of our service members killed. Also, the southern border is wide open. There's no domestic protection that he is acting on right now to protect us from the southern border. Additionally, the National Command Authority, constitutionally mandated, congressionally required, DOD directed, it's an unbroken chain of command from the President of the United States as our Commander-in-Chief to the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, sixth in line to the presidency, and they couldn't find the man for a week. That is a violation of USC code. Our entire Department of Defense, you folks who serve in the military, rely on that chain of command every single day to make sure that it's a no-fail mission of protecting our nation. There is no greater national security priority than maintaining the authority 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. And he did not do that. He violated that. He's in clear violation of the National Command Authority. Any sec def who is absent in his duties and fails to notify the chain of command has committed one of the most egregious acts ever against the national defense of this nation. He was not engaged, and he didn't tell anybody that he wasn't engaged. More especially, he didn't tell anybody the national security team, meaning his boss, the president. It was in a hospital, never informed the command authority of his incapacitation. You're supposed to. It's in writing. Nobody is saying he can't take a day off. Nobody's saying he can't go get a surgery, get his lap band done or whatever he did. Nobody is saying he can't do that. But if you are incapacitated, you are to inform the command, the chain of command, because you're out of the chain of command. His second in power was in Puerto Rico and didn't even know that he was in the hospital. And they didn't even inform her. They just said, there's some duties you're going to have to take care of. The president had no idea. What if we had a national emergency? And I would say that our troops coming under attack more than a dozen times while he was in the hospital. More than a dozen times. Our troops were under attack. But let's just say the president was semi-coherent and picked up the phone to talk to his sec def and couldn't get through to him because he's laid up in the hospital. Hey, where's... Is Lloyd there? Can I talk to Lloyd? No, he's not here. Where is he? Well, he's not here. Where? Where? Can, can, put him on the phone. He's not here. There are dozens of employees, dozens, in his office and the Joint Chiefs office as well. And yet, his office put out a statement blaming Kelly Magsman for not informing the people in the chain of command because she was sick, she had the flu, and was at, was at home with the flu. So the president has emphatically stated that he's not going to accept a resignation and he's not going to ask for a resignation. You folks who serve in the military have a Secretary of Defense 
who broke the chain of command for the United States. The National Command Authority. You're, you're well aware of that if you're in the military or if you've been in the military. He broke it. He's got to go. There's no option here. He's got to go. And what this is doing by design by Barack Hussein Obama, by design, is projecting American weakness around the globe. We are projecting that we're a bunch of dummies. We don't even know where the sec death is. How weak are we all around the globe? Xi, Putin, the mullahs and around and all around the globe. They see this and they see what's going on. And it is a design plan by Obama and all that crew in order to create chaos in this country and, and have us collapse in on ourselves. If Joe was a real president and this was a real time in America, a real president wouldn't have waited five seconds in order to demand his resignation, meaning Lloyd Austin's resignation. Wouldn't have waited five seconds because he would know that he violated all U.S. code by not informing anybody that he was going to be, that he was in ICU. He wasn't there for an ingrown toenail. ICU means you're either going to, you're, you're hanging by a thread on dying. That's what ICU is. They don't put you in there, you know, just because you got a ingrown hair. They put you in there if, if there's a threat of you dying so they can keep a close eye on you 24-7. And he didn't tell anybody. So let me go back to the original question. No cabinet meeting since October 2nd. President has no idea, nor does anybody else on the national security team have any idea that the sec deaf is laid up in the hospital in ICU, could die at any minute. Nobody has that information at all. We have an open border. We have two, uh, actually we have four shooting wars and one that could be a shooting war at any time if China moves on Taiwan. And this is the way things are with this administration. Folks, we are in national peril right now. Just a couple of months ago, the FBI Director Christopher Wray testified under oath in front of Congress. Both houses of Congress testified that it's never been this bad. The threat assessment that the FBI has domestically, I'm not talking about our interests around the globe. I'm talking about the lower 48, and let's go ahead and include Hawaii because of North Korea, and let's include Alaska because of the threats that our, our men and women are facing in Alaska by Russia every day. And these people are acting this way? Our so-called leadership is acting this way? There is no reason for any of us in this country as of today, as of right now, as of this administration coming into power, for any of us to feel safe and secure in the homeland. And that's why I began years ago saying that Joe Biden is a treasonous traitor and several other people in this administration are and they need to be impeached and obviously removed from office. That's exactly what should happen to these people because they are, they are violating their constitutional duty and they are committing crimes while they're doing that. 210-599-5555. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Quality. Here at John Wayne, it's not just a KTSA and FM 1071. 624 at KTSA. 
Hey, do y'all want to hear the story of Cecil the dog? Jimmy, how are your dogs doing anyway? Are they doing all right? They're okay. Yeah. Not not so good, huh? Don, how are your dogs doing? Yours are the little terrorists. Right? Dogs, she can't be that good. What's that? <laughs> What'd you say? She's what? My dog's one years old. <laughs> okay. No, is that? Rarely do you get a well-behaved one-year-old dog. <laughs> they don't exist. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting till maybe three is when she'll be, like, socially right. acceptable. All right. Do you want to hear about Cecil? Yeah. Cecil is seven. Cecil is 100 years old. Cecil is <laughs> seven years old and 100 pounds and is a golden doodle. Okay? Right. So the family, they're, they're called the Law Family. They're up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They got four grand out of the bank because they're going to pay cash for a landscaping yeah. project. I've seen this story. <laughs> I know. I know the outcome. <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny. They're going to pay cash for for landscaping at their home. Does anybody else get that one? Am I the only one that got to pay cash for the landscaping? Okay. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. Every landscaper prefers cash. That's Give right. Tax free. Right. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. That's yeah. like a tip of the waitress. That's right. That's right. And we're bringing in all the landscapers. So anyway, so they bring the cash home. They put it on the kitchen countertop, and they go about their business. About 30 minutes later, they realize something's wrong because the cash is all ripped up into shreds, and most of it is gone because most of it's inside of Cecil. <laughs> Cecil done ate the homework, not done ate the cash, the four grand. And I mean, he went through it all. So the family's like, huh, now what? So the first thing they thought to do is what? Call the vet. Ask the vet, is this going to kill Cecil? Is Cecil going to live through this? vet says, ah, as long as he sleeps and poops and eats, he's fine. That's what dogs do. <laughs> so they, you know, I said, okay. Unless he poops change. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm getting to that part. <laughs> you done seen my video, haven't you? <laughs> so, so now they called a bank and they said, hey, uh, you're not going to believe this, but he really did eat the money. What do we do? And the bank said, well, if you can put together enough of the security numbers, those numbers that are on the, the bills, then we'll replace them if you can put together enough of it. Well, how are we going to do that, they said. <laughs> so about 2 o'clock in the morning, they hear Cecil. And Cecil's going, <laughs> and all the money, well, not all the money, but uh, a, a portion of the money starts to come up, and Cecil's leaving it around the house. Well, you know, instead of just mopping it up, they're going through it. Oh, it's good breakfast talk. So they're going through Cecil, uh, finding, you know, whatever. For three days, Mr. Law followed Cecil around with a, with a plastic bag. Gross. Co collecting his little treasures, his little Cecils. You know, that's, you know, the treasures that dogs leave behind. Sure. And they, uh, poop. Yes. And they went through, uh, Cecil's Cecil's to find what was left of the scraps so that they could put, to <laughs> they could put together the serial numbers on the bills to take them out. So far, they have been able to come up with $3,500 and they figure they got under 400 in the backyard somewhere. That's how we let me make him some to eat. <laughs> right. Give him some K.O. Pectate. <laughs> Force that stuff out, man. Some Miralax. And uh, so they did. They took a bag full of Cecil's Cecil's into the bank. And which, what, which, that's what I, you know, that, that's, that's where. What employee got that Exactly. Job? You're right. a teller well, in a bank. You're just a teller. They did wash the 
the stuff that was in fecal matter, they washed those part of the bills when they taped them back up. It wasn't just full of doo-doo in a bag. Dirty and, money. No, it wasn't like that. Dirty so money. So they were doing some money laundering before they just... <laughs> Does Don get a bang on that? He gets a little grim shot or something. No, that right? was too easy. Yeah. Well, so what? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> when, when Don it. admits that it was too easy. <laughs> yeah. Elaine gets a point for making change. Yeah. That, were, that, that one was good. Actually. Nobody yeah. saw that coming. Right. All even, of a sudden, even, sizzles like some yeah. weird slot machine or something. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Why are all these quarters following Cecil around? But anyway, yeah. that's the Cecil story. I did make a video about it, but anyway, there you go. Jimmy, that's something your dog would do, though. <laughs> if, if Bex ate $4,000, <laughs> we would be talking about Bex in the past tense. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that dog Jimmy used to have? That's yeah. more like a moonshine thing. Yeah, moonshine exactly. Moonshine would do that. Moonshine couldn't eat $40. He's so little. <laughs> So little. I was looking at her from the back yeah. yesterday, and she looks like a bowling pin. Yeah. <laughs> Does she make change? <laughs> All right. That's funny. I've got one that looks like a bowling ball. You do, as a matter of fact. All right, quick break. Coming right back here on KTSA, you know, at Rhino Shield, Texas Rhino Shield. They will beautify and protect your home with all kinds of great ways. Number one is their Rhino Shield product. This product is amazing. It's eight times thicker than paint. It's not typical paint. Rhino Shield comes with a 25-year non-prorated transferable warranty against peeling and cracking and chipping. It adds insulation to your walls and your home in, in toto because it helps reduce your energy bills because it's eight times thicker than paint. And it's mold, mildew, and fade resistant because water just washes right on off of the Rhino Shield product. This stuff is absolutely amazing. You can put it on any kind of outdoor exterior coverage of your home, and it'll look great, and they guarantee it for 25 years. Mention Trey Ware and take $500 off your Rhino Shield application. That's Rhino Shield at TexasRhinoShield.com. That's TexasRhinoShield.com. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumonia. 50 KTSA FM 1071. And the Treywear page, KTSA.com. Sunny and 60 today and very cold weather headed our way next Sunday night into Monday and Tuesday in case you want to think ahead and get prepared for that. Before I tell you about the pro-Palestinian terrorist supporters in America and the latest thing they did, Tyler wants to comment on the uh, – What did you want to comment on the on the dog story? Tyler? Yeah, yeah. Really, really quick, Trey and team, great show. I listen every morning. So I think if I was collecting uh, Cecil's trails, I would call them Cecil's Seacles <laughs> and maybe maybe rename him to Cecil D. DeBille. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. I all remember Cecil D. DeMille. So <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Good stuff, Tyler. Thank you, man. Have a great day. I appreciate the call and your comments about the show as well. 210-599-5555. Costco's got something new. I'm going to tell you about this half hour as well. Can't wait to tell you about that. And a little bit of sound from yesterday, too. Pro-Palestinian terrorist supporters defacing a U.S. military cemetery in Los Angeles where 85,000 war veterans are buried. They took green spray paint and sprayed it all over at this beautiful cemetery where 85,000 war veterans of U.S. wars are buried. Then they went to Dallas yesterday, and they tried to block Love Field where Biden was landing. They went up there, and they tried to block the way, passageway in Dallas. Many of them were hauled off. Yesterday morning, the terrorist backers, look, at look, 
if you are taking to the streets in support of Hamas in this country, you're supporting rapists, murderers, and terrorists, okay? When you see these people that are on the streets of America wearing their little hijabs, and they're supporting, you know, Palestine, free Palestine. They are supporting terrorists, rapists, murderers who kill gay people without a second thought, just in case you'd like to know that. You see young people walking around these jobs. You tell them. You tell them. Load your butt up and go live under that kind of government and see how you enjoy it. It's real easy to live in the United States, criticizing the United States and saying you support that regime. Load your butt up and go live underneath that regime. See how much you like it. Anyway, they shut down New York City yesterday, the Brooklyn and Manhattan bridges and the Holland Tunnel. They got all that shut down yesterday. Now, here's what you'll find out if you dig into their history. I have been saying that they are the same people as Antifa, same ones. They're the same ones as Black Lives Matter. Now they've got their new thing. And listen, people say, and I have said this too, that they're not winning people to their cause by doing this. They're certainly not going to win any people to their cause by defacing a military war cemetery in, in Los Angeles. They're not going to win anybody to their cause there. That is not their point. They're not trying to win people to their cause. They're here to create chaos. Winning people their cause is not their thing. That is not the point. Chaos is the point. They are being backed and funded by the Democrat Socialists of America, who are backed and funded by organizations such as the Rockefellers, Charles Schwab Investment, and Ben and Jerry's Foundation. In case you didn't want to buy any more Ben and Jerry's, I have mentioned on this show many, many times over the past 35 years, Cloward Piven, Cloward Piven, American sociologist and political activist Richard Cloward, Francis Fox Piven. Barack Obama sat at their feet. He is a disciple. They are gurus and lords and kings to him. What is their strategy? What did they decide to do? They came up with a very ingenious, they think, plan, and it's worked in other countries around the world, to install communism as the uh, a form of government, you have, to, you have to destroy what's there. You have to get what's there to collapse. They force this change through societal collapse, orchestrated crisis. It's all about hastening the fall of capitalism so it can be replaced with communism. And these are the facts, and this is what's happening here. Number one. Overloading the government bureaucracy with a flood of impossible demands. Massive, unpayable national debt. Our national debt just went to $34 trillion. The highest it's ever been. Last week it went to $34 trillion. We are adding another trillion dollars to our debt every three weeks. Obviously that's not sustainable. Every three weeks. We're adding a trillion dollars to our national debt. That's the main pillar. You overload the government bureaucracy, a flood of impossible demands. Number one, amassing massive, payable, unpayable national debt. Number two, number two, unfettered immigration. 
pushing society into crisis and economic collapse by overwhelming the system. You run the system into debt where you can never pay it off. Then you flood the place with all these people who cannot pay their own way. You collapse the system because you cannot pay for them. There's not enough money to be able to take care of the 15 million people that they have brought in here so far. And they're bringing more in here. Now, they were professors at Columbia University School of Social Work. They wrote an article in Liberal Magazine, The Nation, The Weight of the Poor, A Strategy to End Poverty in 1966. And, of course, that strategy is communism. And they're all about it. And Barack is all about it. And his wife, who's going to run for president, she's all about it. This administration is all Obama people. They're all about it. That's why you're seeing what you're seeing. The national debt being run up, which they ran up by all the money that they have been spending. You also increase the cost of everything on the citizens so that it collapses as well because you cannot afford groceries anymore. You collapse the system there too. You continue to drive mid, mid, middle-income folks. You continue to drive them into poverty by raising the prices on everyday goods. Is that happening right now? Is that happening? Do we have the highest debt we've ever had at $34 trillion and adding a trillion every three weeks? Is that happening? Yes, it is. Is the border out of control with unfettered immigration coming in to collapse the system, put so much weight on the system it collapses on itself? Is that happening? Yes, it is. Border towns and cities all across Texas are collapsing in on themselves. They're out of money. The hospitals can't take any more in, so on and so forth. And do we have chaos in the streets? Yes, we do. We, of course, have crime that the Washington Post now calls, when we have these smash and grabs, Washington Post calls that shopping without money. I'm not making it up. Look it up for yourself. Causing pure chaos in the streets. But you also have chaos through groups like Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and now this Palestinian thing. Again, the chaos is the point for these people. They are anti-American, pro-communist people. They're not supporters of the Palestinian terrorists. They don't care. They don't. They weren't supporters of black lives. They don't care about black lives. It's about creating chaos in America to collapse the system in on itself. It's exactly what these people are doing. Precisely. We must have a change in leadership in this country this year from city council because our own city council is in bed with the Biden administration helping them bring as many people in here as possible to help collapse the system. The leadership of this city are involved in helping to collapse the system of, of America by bringing all these people in and transporting them all over the country. They're involved in it. We must have a leadership change here at our city. We must have a leadership change in Washington, D.C. to prevent all this from happening and turn it all back. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of time to turn this ship around and to right this ship. But it must be done or the republic is gone. It is a fight for that. That is the fight of our time. You don't get to choose your battles. You're born into a specific epoch of time. And we have been born into this time right now for that moment, this moment, which is protecting the Republic of the United States of America. Do not ever let anybody in your presence call it a democracy. 
You do understand the difference. Let me explain it for people who just moved here from California. A democracy means 51% control the 49%. That's a democracy. 51% control the 49%. So 51% can take your gun rights away, can take your free speech rights away, and they're all about it, right? They're taking your voting rights away. They're telling you who you can vote for and who you cannot vote for, aren't they? We don't live in a democracy. It's not a democracy. It is a constitutional republic. And in a constitutional republic, 99% cannot take away the rights of a 1%. That's the difference. Don't ever let anybody call this a democracy in your presence. Tell them, no, it's not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. Arm yourself with the facts. Arm yourself with the truth so that you can speak truth to these people so they understand what's going on. This is the fight of our time for the survival of our constitutional republic and the way of life for our kids. I'm 60. I'm going to check out here in a couple of decades or more, right? But I got grandkids, and I want them to live free. I don't want them to be slaves to any government, any government. 210-599-5555. Look, uh, taking care of your family is what Laurel Ridge Treatment Center is really all about. And you don't have to wait for a crisis in order to get in touch with our friends at Laurel Ridge. You can head off a crisis many, many times when you see the developing signs. Maybe somebody's struggling with behavioral issues in your house. Maybe there's uh, some addiction uh, behavior that's going on. Maybe it's some sort of you know anxiety or depression that's going on. And Laurel Ridge is here with free assessments. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All you got to do is give them a call at 210-491-3591, and you can get a free assessment from Laurel Ridge. They have intensive inpatient programs. They have outpatient programs. They have a school charter school there, so your kiddo, if your kiddo's there uh, getting treatment, then they don't have to miss their school time. They really have it all together. They have a great program for military families and military members to help treat PTSD, etc. Laurel Ridge is here for you like they have been since 1987. Laurel Ridge. Saving lives, healing families, creating hope. Trey Ware here. Hicks Carpet One in San Antonio. The Newsmaker Hotline. I'm back in black. The one day I didn't wear black. <laughs> that's my that's my costume of the day, baby. Yeah. 1980 rock and roll disc jockey. And I was playing ACDC. Let's get back in black, baby. Sophomore in high school. Got great memories of being a disc jockey on a rock and roll radio station as a sophomore in high school. Wonderful memories. Created, well, I was in seventh grade. Hey, shut up. <laughs> Cre- it created a lot of opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right. So who's our resident foodie? Me. Jimmy. All right, Jimmy. Elaine's hey. raising her hand. Oh, come on, Elaine. Y'all want to fight over Bring it, it on, sister. <laughs> well, I want to watch this. Who's a resident foodie? Yeah, okay. All right. Let's just name Jimmy anyway. Right. Make Go him ahead. feel good. That's fine. Okay. Jimmy, you're the resident. Foodie. No, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I knew well, you know, gonna... it, Elaine, it's nothing just personal. Like, it's just that because whole I'm a foodie thing. doesn't mean I got to cook it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we won't let you cook it. All right. So, all right. Now, Jimmy, are you a Costco person? Nah, my folks are. Okay. So you can get their card. Go to Costco. But I can't get churros anymore. Isn't that correct? No, but here's what they did. What did they do? They got rid of the churros. You're right. But now they're making a very special, fresh, freshly baked at their places, because they've got the bakery right there, banana bread with walnuts on top. Yeah, I'll eat that all day long. we got to try that. 
And, you know, i got to get some today because Nancy has some bananas that she's had in the fridge now for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, they've got the good okay. consistency to go in banana bread. You know what I mean? It's that time. And uh, Don, let me tell you something. Mm. My wife makes a lot of things that are killer. Her uh, banana bread goes beyond killer. It is well beyond killer. Well, you got my address, homeboy. Send some on up. Yeah, so did you make the Dolly Parton things yet or what? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so Don and I had this thing going on with this dude and his wife doing the, you know, Taste the Biscuits thing. You know that that song, right? And so we have this thing going on every week. We're sending each other videos of them singing Taste the Biscuits. So that's what he got for Christmas. What did you get for Christmas from me, Don? I got the, a, a biscuit mix and some honey. And, and what was the biscuit mix? Who's on the cover? Uh, it was Dolly Parton. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. Dolly Parton biscuit mix yeah. and some honey so you can make your own honey sauce. Perfect. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> so you need to make some biscuits and send them our way. What are you looking like that for, uh Jimmy, you look a little constipated over there. You all right? I might be. Okay. Well, <laughs> you, need, you need to take your meds. He's not Cecil the dog over there. Come on. <laughs> I only ate $2. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> we told you to eat a 20. <laughs> uh, or show me a five or something right. like that. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll try to slip by Costco. I don't know if I can get by there today, but I'll, I'll try to slip by Costco and bring some of that banana, banana bread. Banana bread? Yeah. Or when Nancy gets it cooked, I'll bring hers in, too, because that okay. stuff is awesome. awesome. Ooh, good. taste test. Yes, that's what I want to do. A blind taste test. That's what I want to do. Nancy versus Costco. That's what I, remember the old Pepsi challenge? Remember? Right. That's what I want to do. All right, Warren Ryman coming up next, KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by